You are welcome to a life changing message from Prophet Emmanuel Frimpong. You can contact him on plus eight six one three zero five zero eight two one one. May the Lord richly bless you as you listen to this message of the height of life. May the Lord richly bless you. Amen. Listening to this message, you are blessed in the name of the Lord. Thank the Lord for this time we have to hear the word of the Lord. God bless you for your time in waiting for the word of the Lord. My prayer is that wherever you listen to this audio tape, may the Lord bless you. Share this tape to your friends and loved ones and people around you. Save a soul, and your life will never be the same. You might not come behind the pulpit, but if you understand the purpose of your life on this earth, God will use you in a certain dimension. God bless you. Shall we pray wherever you are? Father, we thank you, Lord. There's a time for you to speak to your sons and daughters. Come and speak to us. Let us understand this message. Give us a deep revelation in the things of you. Father, we pray that, O oh Lord, Teach us so that we may understand the manifold wisdom of Christ Jesus. For this is what you have been planning before we were born, to unfold and reveal yourself unto us. We thank you, Lord, for this moment and this hour. Come and speak to us. Give us understanding to the deep things of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. I have been preaching about the theme reaching the height of life or the depth of life. One thing that I want you to know wherever you listen to me is that God has called you 
not who you are now, but what he knows you to be. In other words, your true self, your essence, your nature is that of God. God has called you by his name. He has called you even before you were born. And there is an assignment for you on this earth. That is why you were born. You were not born to come on this earth to eat, sleep and drink and go back to your grave. Pay light bills and die. That is why you, didn't, you, you don't have to live on people's perception and people's ideologies. Now, you got to know that the reason for your existence is to fulfill an assignment of God on this earth. One of the ways that God can reach out to humanity is through a human being. God can reach out to people when human beings allow ourselves to be used by God. Hallelujah. Let's pray again. I need an agreement from the Spirit of God. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Now, the reading for a church, the reason why there was a formation of a church, like a school, was to train you to be like Christ. The Bible said that Jesus gave the, the great commission in Matthew chapter 24, verse 18 to 22, that of all power on this earth and in heaven have been given unto me. Therefore, I sent you, go and preach the message to all the people on this earth. Preach to every soul and teach them, teach them, teach them, teach them my word. You have to understand that the teaching of the word will bring about perfection. It's the word of God that transforms you to be in the image of God. The image of God is a reflection of God. For the Bible said that for we were formed and created in the image of God. Therefore, our limitation, our boundaries, there is no limitation in our life. Because the God that we serve is God of unlimited power and potential. There's nothing that our God cannot do. And if we are born in the image and in the nature of Christ, and then there is an assignment for us to do, and nothing can stop us when we are connected to the source of our essence, when we are connected to the source of our life. There's one of the animals and the birds that God created that I am so much pleased to talk about. And the name of this bird is called the eagle. We got to understand that the eagle is the strongest among all the best. But listen, one thing I want you to know that the eagle among the best is not the heaviest bird. But eagle has something that the other best are not having. Let me tell you that it is your, your makeup, it is your potential, it is whatever that God has put in you that makes the difference. The difference is not about race. The difference is not about culture. The difference is not about customs and tradition. But it is based on how God has formed you. And let me tell you that God has chosen you before you were born from the foundation of the world to come and present him on this earth. 
Let me tell you that the eagle will spend all his lifetime and he will continue to be one of the greatest birds when he learned the subject of discipline, when he learned the subject of mastery, when he learned the subject act. Nothing can stop it until it give up. The strength of the eagle is the beak and the tarus. And we know that the beak is the power of, 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 of the Christian. The Bible said that in our word, God has prepared word to shut out, to shut out, to mute the groanings of the evil one. So in our mouth is power. The strength of the eagle is one is the beak and two is the talons. Now, the eagle will continue to attain a certain height when it will listen and to conform itself to the patterns of mastery. Now, you got to understand that all his life, it got to a time that the eagle have to undergo a certain metamorphosis where it have to renew his strength. The Bible says something in, in Isaiah that those that wait upon the Lord, their strength shall be renewed and they shall be like the eagle. The eagle fly at a higher height than even the plains. The eagle, when it is raining, the eagle will fly high above the clouds and it will not be wet. Why? Because it knows that before he can get to a certain height where it can be free, he have to overcome certain challenges. He have to overcome certain things. There's a sacrifice and a price that he ha it has to pay. Let me tell you this. In the lifetime of the eagle, it will become weak. The talons will become so weak that it cannot crush a bed. It cannot crush other mammals. The beak will become so weak and if the eagle wants to come back to life, it has to have gone a 30 days and a 40 days night of irregrettable experience. It has to get right of its own beak and talons. Hallelujah. And when it gets to that, that, that point, it has to fly in the high mountain because it, it remains on the surface of the ground. Other predators will attack it. So it will fly to the, the deepest, the highest of the mountains. And then it will crush the beak with, to the rock. And then the talons and the, and, and, and the wings to the rock. And inside the mountain, it will get rid of the beak and the talons and the feathers. And it will wait for new talons and new beak and new wings. And when it comes out, it is one of the strongest birds. Now, let me tell you that Christ Jesus has paid the price for the cost of your life. The price for your existence, the price for you to fulfill the assignment of Christ on this earth, has been paid by Christ. But until you realize and live in that and begin to understand that the price for your joy, the price for your potentials, have been paid for Christ, have been paid by Christ, you not live to the fullest. Now, listen to this again. Bible said that Jesus, he forbear all the suffering, the groanings and the pains, because he realized that at the end, the glory will be greater than the immediate. You are suffering. I know you are suffering. I know you are battling with a lot of things. I know that a lot of things are bringing you down. I know that there's some ups and down in your life. I know that people have given up on you. You have made some bad mistakes in your life. I know that people have, have, have rejected you. I know that all these things are passing through. You are passing through. It's so hard. But let me tell you that when you understand that it takes 
much for you to reach the height and the depth of life. You will know and you stand on your ground and do much for Christ. Hallelujah. There is a verse in the Bible that I want you to know. The purpose of a church is to train you to be who you are. The Bible says something from the book of Ephesians chapter 4. The verse number 20 to 13 that. And he that ascended, descended, is the same that ascended up far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. For Christ to fill all things, he ascended. He cannot be at the level where he acts to impact the disciples. Now continue, verse 11. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, so we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto the perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Jesus Christ is saying that until we come to the stature of Christ, Jesus Christ has to attend to a certain height of life. He has to rise above the ground. He has to rise above the cloud. And, and then be seated at the right hand of, hand side of God. Where all powers and thrones and dominions is under his feet. And therefore, he, he gives them, he impart them. He gives some unto evangelists, apostles, prophets, teachers. For the edifying of the perfecting of the sin. To we all come into the full measure and the stature of Christ. And the knowledge of Jesus Christ is something that we have to know. There are certain things that we have to pass through. There are certain things that we have to know. Don't be at a, at a place of mediocrity. Don't belittle yourself in the things that you see. Don't Lower yourself. Because let me tell you that. The one living inside of you. Greater is he that liveth in you. Is greater than whatever is in this world. Hallelujah. I want you to understand this over and over again. That God is interested in you. Attaining to his level. And you be like him. That is the reason why there is a church. Hallelujah. And then you have to understand that. Jesus Christ attained a certain height. He ascended far above the skies, up to the heavens. He reached the height of life before he empowered and gave some to the ministers of God. Now, let me tell you something. That Paul, who wrote this book, was battling with many besetting things and like. All the great men you see in the Bible, they are certain things that it was battling with them. When I started the ministry, I was fighting a lot of things. And then I try, I pray, I fast, I do the best that I can, but I was not able to overcome this. For far too long, and then I gave myself to God. And God, if people got to know what I'm inside, they'll kill me. But I was suffering with all these things. And God told me that, you know what? Your weakness will let you appreciate the grace I have for you. And until you understand that our weakness it's just a definition. And it's just, it's not a reality. It's not who we are. Then Christ can change us for the better. Paul, who wrote all this, we know him to be a great man of God. We know Paul to be one of the most outstanding men of the Bible. Paul wrote, writing most of the books in the New Testament of the Bible. Paul being a pointer and an apostle of the Gentile. Paul doing much great, awesome things in the Bible. He was dealing with certain things that he couldn't mention. There were some limitations. There were some boundaries. 
which was a hedge around Paul. And I was wondering how, how Paul could, could be able to overcome this. When you take your Bible to the whole book of Romans, Paul was trying to talk about all these things. And when you go to Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Paul said that therefore we are peace with Christ. Therefore, being justified by faith, we are peace with Christ through our Lord God Jesus. And he goes on to the verse number chapter 7 and 19, where he talks about the certain things, where he talks about the things that he was encountering in the ministry, where he said that the good that I want to do, Romans chapter 7, the verse number 19, Paul said that for the good that I would, I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do, there were things that Paul wanted to do, but he was not able to do. Why? Because there were certain limitations. There were certain things which were hindering Paul to move forward that, uh, the, 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 the man prize and the high calling of Jesus. But how was Paul be able to make it? And I see many Christians who give up. I see many, many people who, when they come in the, in the body of Christ, they are not taught these things. They think that it's Christmas every day. And then they fail all their life because they have not been trained. They have not been taught that all these things, challenges and all these discrepancies will come in their way. And so when these things start to pop up in their work with God, in their work with God, in their ministry, in the things that they do for God, they give up. This was the whole Paul. He was struggling with something, some besetting sins and others. But all these things didn't be limited, Paul. Until you understand that the, the race set before you is adamant to your weakness, then you cannot run it. There is a race which has been set for you. For you to reach to a certain height, for you to come to a certain standard, there is a race, a race. A race which has been set before you. And the race have its own principles and regulation. But the race will not take into account of your weakness. Therefore, when you read, you move on to Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1. The Bible says that, wherefore we surrounded, we have a great crowd of witness. Therefore, let us lay aside every load of sin and besetting sin. That hinder us from running the race. Let us run the race with all perseverance. And looking unto Jesus, the altar and the finisher of our faith. And Paul said something in the book of Corinthians chapter 3. He said that for the foundation have been laid by Christ. Until you come in the ministry, until you come to follow Christ, you got to know that the peace have been set, the way have been cleared. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father, but except through me. You can only build on what Christ has laid, and not by your own imagination, and not by your own experience, and not by your own eloquence. It's not about English, it's not about calculation, it's not about physics, it's not about matriculation, but it's about the power, the Bible says that, to the it's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit, say a D. You gotta understand all this thing because you can never do anything for God with your own carnal mind and your strength. I want to tell you something tonight. This was Paul. He went to the third heavens. Paul went to the third heavens, but he was struggling with certain, certain things. Certain things. He went to the third heavens and the thing that he saw, God told him that don't, don't say it. But he was struggling with certain, certain sins. You don't know what it, what it takes for someone to reach the height. The eagle has to pay the price before it can reach the height. You can't pay the price. Bible said that if you want to follow me, pay your own, pay your own price. Carry your own cross, not my cross. Pick your own cross.
If you want to follow me, God, carry your own cross, not my cross, your own cross, and follow me. Are you listening to me? God wants to tell you something tonight. There is a race which has been set for you. There is a height that God wants you to attain. But you got to change certain mentalities. You got to change the perception of life in a certain way. One of the secrets of Paul is from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 24. Let me read to the verse number 27. Paul said that, Know ye not that they which run in a race, they run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that strive for mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain the corruptible crown. But we have an incorruptible one. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty. So fight I, not as the one that bitter the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into the subjection. Let that day any means when I am preached to others. I myself should not be cast away. Paul said that when I go outside and I preach, I teach, I do all these things under the power of God. Even if my shadow will fall upon people and they'll be healed. When I come home and bring my body under the suggestion of Christ. I bring my whole self under the suggestion of Christ. So that I will not be a cast out. So that I may not be divinely disapproved. I bring my, sub, my body under the suggestion of Christ. Until you know, you have to know that you have to come to a point where you come under the Barunda Sandra Yanda Barosa. You come under the Christ of Jesus. And you say, Lord, use me for your glory. My strength cannot do. My understanding is not enough. God, I need you. There you appreciate grace in your life. Hallelujah. So this was Paul. He said, after I preach, I bring my flesh unto subjection of the word. So that he may not be divinely disapproved. And this was Paul, as I said earlier, who went to the third heavens and saw some great things that he was not allowed to preach. But he was battling with these besetting things and like. It got to a time that Paul wanted to give up and be with the Lord. This verse, I think it's from Philippians chapter 1 verse 23 to 24. Paul said that I am in a dilemma between the two. Having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Yet to remain in the flesh is more needful for your sake. It got to a time that Paul wanted to give up. And sometimes in our life, we want to give up. And sometimes in our ministry, we want to give up. Sometimes in our work with God, we want to give up. Sometimes, pertaining to the things we face, we want to surrender. And when you go to those challenging moments, it's a time that your faith is needed. When you get to this level, when you get to this point, it's a time that you have to strengthen yourself and know that it takes the power of God. It's not by might, it's not by power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many, many people. There are many, many people who are followers of Christ who want to give up. There are many, many people. When Christ called in sight, we might do the 24, the verse number 3. He told them many things which was which will happen in the end time. He told them, he told them that there will be perilous times. There will be a time that 
They are going to be cast out. They will be rejected. They will be despised. They will be stoned. They will be tortured. They will be killed. All these things are there to strengthen you. As a matter of fact, the devil is there to test you. The devil is there to bring the best out in you. I wonder, the church today, many people would never pray if there was no devil. I, I guarantee. Many people pray because of Satan. And that is why they are not seeing enough revelation. And that is why God has not revealed himself to them. Why? Because they centered on the things that they cannot. And they cannot fight because they are flesh and blood. But until they understand that everything is in the hands of Christ, it is under the suggestion of Christ. Are you listening to me? I want to tell you something tonight. Tell yourself that it is good for me to live here on the earth, as Paul said. For the cause of the gospel to impart the word and affect the word with my gift and talent. The reason why you were born here is that you are here to make a difference. You are here on this earth to make a difference. You are here on this earth to correct errors. Why? Adam lived and he made some errors. And God said that I'm going to use your generation, your descendant, to correct the errors that you made. And what you can understand from this point, and know that if you are not needed by man, you are needed by God. You can move far in life. Never give up. Tell yourself that I am here to correct errors. Paul, when he was saying all this thing that he wanted to leave the world in, in Philippians, he was, he was discouraged. And sometimes we get to a point in life where we are discouraged, where everything is done, when the marriage is not working. When finances is not in the right place. When in a relationship, when those who love us, who leave us. These are all challenging moments in our Christian life. These are all hardship moments in our life. And when Paul was saying all these things, he encouraged himself in Philippians, the same book. Philippians chapter 4, the verse number 13. He said that, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. He didn't say that through Jesus, but through Christ. Christ means the anointed. Through the spirit of God that dwelleth in him. Through the Godhead in himself. He can do all things. Not many of the things. Not some of the things. Not part of the things. But all things. But all things. Oh. He can do all things through Christ. Who strengthened him? You don't know, you don't know. You don't know the one that liveth in you. The Bible says something we confess John 4 4 that you are of God little children, and you have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. God said that greater person lives in you. He lives in you. God lives in you. There is a spirit that made the word Amande Brunde Sikarabadosa. You don't know the spirit you have received. It was the Spirit of God, the same Holy Spirit, that said that, that move upon the surface of the deep. And God said, let that be light. That same Spirit that dwelleth in you. You don't know the abundance of power in you. You don't know the God that lives in you. If you know that God lives in you, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can reach the height of life. You can get to a point in a destination where you can be divinely accepted by Christ. And you receive a crown of life. It's not easy to be a Christian. It's not easy 
It's not easy at all. But if you can pay the price, hallelujah, you can reach the height of light. You can reach the height of life. Now, let me tell you something from the Bible. It's time for a story. The Bible says something from the book of First Kings. Second Kings will do. Let me move to this story first. Second Kings chapter 7. The verse, let me read from 3 coming down. There was a land in Israel and a part called Samaria. And we know that in Israel, at that time, in those days, there was a great starvation of hunger in the land. And in those days, food was hard to come by. And the people have to sell the droppings of, of animals, birds, and other, other, other animals droppings as food. It was a hard time in Israel. And then the master or the word of what the prophetic word came from the prophet Elijah. That there will be food in the land. There will be food in the land. There will be food in the land. And in those days, there was a battle between Israel and other nations. And that was the sensitive moments of their life. Where their enemies were attacking them. And at the same time, they were hungry. So they... I read something about logistics and supply chain management. I learned something about one of the tactics of a man called Alexander the Great. He said that an army cannot fight unless they are fed. If things are not put in place, they cannot. How can an army fight when they have not eaten? So the hunger was another factor for their defeat. They were very feeble. There was no food in the land. And yet still, their enemies were still affecting them. Your enemy don't have any mercy for you. There is no mercy. Those who come against you, they don't have mercy. They want to destroy you. That's why you, you got to stand firm on your ground. Take your Bible to the book of 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 3. And there were four leprous men that were entering of the gate. They said to one another, why sit we here until we die? There was no food in the land. And there was a word that there will be food. There will be abundance of food. Lepers in Israel, according to the tradition and the customs of Moses, they were not allowed to live in the city. They were outcast. They live outside the city. And whenever you are entering the city, the first people that you see are those people who were with lepros. Those people who were lame, they were an outcast somewhere. They, they, they were not keep in this in this in, in, in a community where they live. And this lepers, hmm, they were beggars. And how can you beg food when there is no food? How can you beg food when there is no food? The people, even you are dependent on them, they don't have nothing to eat. <laughs> Those who are calling for food. Charlie, we are hungry. Those people who are, who are even strong and who can work for food don't have food to eat. And you are just a, a leper sitting here waiting for manna. And that is the idea and the mentality of many people. 
Fear is one of their factors. That is the problem we have in our day for many people. Hallelujah. The lepers also, they were considered unclean people. Unclean. <laughs> now, write all this down. The lepers were also unclean. They were not fit to live with. The lepers were solely dependent on the populace of, this, of the city in the country. Now, before, let me proceed. First Kings chapter 7, verse 3. And there were four lepers, men entering the gates. And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here? There is a height we have to reach. But why are we at the point of mediocrity? We are at the point that we don't have food to eat. So why are we sitting here? There is no hope coming. There is no one that we can depend. There is no place that we can go for, for refuge. We are bombarded with this issue of hunger in the land. Where can we turn to? And sometimes we get into crossroads. We are entangled and we are battling and accommodating in our mind. We don't know what to do. You know, if you are not get, if you haven't got to those points in Christianity, you are just a follower. You are not a Christian. You are just a follower of Christ. Hallelujah. Because there's a difference between you experiencing and testifying the things you, you preach and you read in the Bible. And then there's another thing to be a follower of Christ. You can follow God and not know him. You can be a follower of Christ and so you don't know him. Like when Jesus Christ came and many people were following him. A lot of people were following Christ, but only a few people who knew Christ personally, the disciples. That is what it takes to be a follower. Now, the verse number 4 of 2 Kings chapter 7 says that. If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight and went unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the outermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord God had made the host of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, even to the noise of the great horse. And they said unto one another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us unto the kings and the Hittites and the lands of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their trains and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their dear life. When they took an action, the sound of their feet were making noise in their enemies. Four people, they were lepers. <laughs> lepers who cannot fight. A leper cannot even hold an arrow. Cannot even hold a sword. Cannot even hold a bow. <laughs> but they change their mentality. It's about the mentality that we have as Christians. Our mentality... That is why we are where we are now. It's not everything that we got to pray. There are things beyond prayer. Prayer without action is useless. 
prayer without a move is nonsense. But prayer with persistent and consistent in an act produces results. I dwelt in the city. There were many people living in the land of Samaria. I guess. That there were prophets there who were praying. There were people who were schooling the school of prophets. It was located in Samaria. There were many, many people, strength and able men there, soldiers who were trained at that time by the Israelite army. They couldn't go for war. The Assyrians was the problem. The first problem was that they don't have food too. The Assyrians were having greater amount of soldiers than them. These were able men who were trained their whole life to be a soldier. They couldn't march up to the camp of the Syrians and fight them. Why? There was a problem. The limitation, the problem is in your head. In your head. Until you think outside the boss. Until you look up to your master. Until you say that greater is in he that lives in me. It is greater than what is in the world. Until you stand and say that Kande Barunde Seka, God is greater than my enemies, you can make it. You have allowed certain people in your life, you have allowed people to come as judges in your life. Who do you listen to? You have taken certain things as part of your life. There, is a, there was a definition that these people are leprous. But when they change their mentality, their feet, the sound of their feet could cause the whole army to, to run away. Soldiers were there, but they were not able to do that. Real soldiers were there, but they were not able to do that. And that is the problem we have in our day. Many, many people, they are waiting for something to happen. They are waiting for healing. They are waiting for miracle. They are waiting for something. But they are not doing anything much that God can give them what they require. You know us in the Bible. You know us in the Bible. You know something from the book of John chapter 5. You know there was a story of a man who was waiting for healing. And he had been there for 38 years, solid years of his life. Waiting for a miracle. Probably the man had been praying for 38 years. He was waiting for somebody to carry him. Brother, until you become a scaffold to yourself and believe that Jesus Christ, the altar and the finisher of your faith, say it is finished on the cross, then you can make it. Who is your inspiration? Who do you look up to? Do you look up to God or look up to Christ? Or look up to yourself or people around you? The people around the lepers couldn't solve the problem. The people around them, they look and they behold that the people around them cannot solve their problem. They have to take the problem to themselves and solve it. They, make a, they took a bold decision in their life. When they went there, the people ran away. It was the lepers that brought food to the whole city of Samaria. The lepers. Unclean people were able to feed the clean people. Disabled men were able to feed the able men. 
The rejected stone became the cornerstone. Hey, Baran Neseka, let me tell you something. It is people's definition about you. The reality is not true. What people say have nothing to do with you. Now, let me tell you that when they, the world tells you that you are disabled, tell them that God is able. If they tell you that you cannot do, say that God said on the cross that it is finished. Until you change your mentality, healing will pop up. Gates will be, will be open in your life. Amande Barunde Seka Lipande Libro Sata. Listen, Jesus Christ wants you to come into the level and the stature and the measure of Himself. He wants you to come to the height of life. Where you'll be given the crown of life. But it takes consistent inner tenacity and spiritual intensity and commitment to the things you do. If you can develop this thing in your life, in your business, in your education, in your Christian life, in the things you do, in the passion and the pursuit of life, your life will be renewed. Don't give up. I know you are struggling with something, some weakness. You are struggling with some weakness that you think that it will not make you reach a certain height. But let me tell you, until you realize that your weakness is just a definition, you can make it. It is just a definition. It's a word. It's a noun. It is not the reality. You can make it. All the great men you see in the Bible, there was something that they were struggling with. Certain things, but they didn't live up to that weakness, but they rise above that fears and weakness. Let me tell you something. The lepers, the lepers were the heroes. I was expecting the Pharisees and the people who know the Lord to come and tell us that we are not going to eat the food because it was the lepers that brought the food. No Bible scholar have come to this point and agreement. When the lepers came, they came with a great tidings to the king. Lepers who are not allowed to even stay with the people. They went straight to their palace. The lepers who are not allowed to even stay in the city. They marched straight forth to see the king. And they were given seat to sit down. And they said, we have come. And Rabbi said, when they were coming, they took the spoils of their enemy. They were wearing some gold, some chains. And when they came, you see, all you see that this is a refined lipa, a lipa with a gold, a lipa, a lipa with this pedigree of clothing. What is the problem? Is that it is in your head? You be where you are until you know that if you want to fly with eagle, <laughs> you don't joke, you, you don't play with the ducks, you be where you are because Christ Jesus is up there, He's a look up onto the cross. How he was able to make it. Upon all the tantrums and the beating and the spittings, he was able to climb to the mountain of Gogota. He ascended high. <laughs> I love that how King James explained it. Jesus ascended high and he gave them some apostles. He ascended high, high, high. 
reach the height of life. Reach the height of life. You know what? There's a lot of things that I can tell you. This is a series I started here on this church. And I was talking about this thing that I want to just continue. Maybe next time. Now listen. I was expecting a successor. Someone to be greater. After Elijah. Not Elisha. I was expecting God to go to the school of the prophets. To look to some men of renown. Who have something and substance. I was looking to that. And when God was looking for successor, he went to the prof. He went to the farm. He saw a little boy, a poor boy called Elisha. And Elisha was not a son of a prophet. He was not trained in the school of prophet. He was just a farmer profiting with the asses. He knows nobody as a prophet. No friend or relatives. But he still became the greatest prophet after Elijah. Why? When he even came and he was following Elijah, Elijah, people came and they were trying to give him instructions. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Because we don't think you know. We don't think you, Elijah, you know. You are not a prophet. We don't think you know. He said that. Don't worry. I know. You go to another place, the school, the, 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 the student among the, the school of prophets will come. Do you know? Because when they look at Elijah, Elijah cannot know. I see many people, they come to me and they tell me, do you know? Nonsense. I know. They come to you, they look at you. They want to ask you stupid questions. Because their calculation and their mentality and their prejudice are always wrong. That crooked mentality and disoriented way of seeing things is a problem for many people. And then they try to define the word have its own standard that define people. They tell you that you are disabled and they put you in a segregated house and homes. I read something from 1963 in America called the Sputnik Crisis. And the Sputnik Crisis was a point in time in America where the edu edu educators didn't understand why the education system of America was so poor. And in those days, the black were not allowed, the blacks were not allowed to go to school. They were in the streets called niggers, Negroes. And in those days, in the Sputnik crisis, they went, they went outside and they were calling people, student blacks, to, to go to school. And when they did that, they realized that the, the result that they get, that the blacks succeeded they change the course of the nation. We get people, great men of renown, because they segregated the blacks. Now they make the black and the white together. Because why? The organ that we play will never make sense when it is only with white kids. We need the blend of black and white to be able to produce a good tone. And that was the reason for American progress. Why? They change their mentality of segregation. And there are many, many people they have been segregated in their life. They have been segregated in their family. They have been segregated by society. They have been segregated in the ministry. They have been segregated in their business. They have been segregated in their classroom. And there is still a segregation that the enemy is putting a barrier to kill some talents and 
some people. Let me tell you, rise up. You can make it. Come to the height of life. Come up. Come up. Come up. Come up. You can enter. You can. They, they have been a thorn. They have been a thorn. A thorn in the house of the Lord. The veil has been torn. You can see Christ yourself. Let me tell you something. After Paul saying all these things, battling with certain things, struggling and saying all kinds of things, saying that I wish I, I want to die. Some people, they just conclude. And they want to die. Many, many people, like Elijah, he got to a point that he wanted to die. Sometimes it happened to us. The things we face are too much for us that we want to die. Some people, they want to die. They want to die because they, they see the problem as more challenging. So they want to die. Tell your brother, tell your sister around you, don't die. You have more job to do on this earth. Tell him that don't die. You have more job to do on this earth. And after all this, thing, Paul says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the verse number 7 to 8. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. With the Lord, the righteous judge shall give me at the day. And not to me only, but unto all them that also love his appearing. This is Paul. You have been at one place for a long time. Paul, when he tuned his mentality and changed his perception, Paul now was able to become Paul. Next time when God give me the grace, I'll talk about Paul in the Bible. No, 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 no theology books, only the Bible. I'll teach you about Paul. You know, it takes a village to train a child. All the things you're facing, all the things you're passing through, they are there to bring the best out in you. Nukrafe, mandu kurianda basuka, matele kurianda basaka, lebadu setaranda suki malenda brahanda. It will dare to bring you up. A lot of noise, a lot of noise, a lot of insult, a lot of rejection. People are breaking your heart. A lot of men are using you. A lot of women are doing every, every evil act against you. You are at a point that you want to even end up your life. I've been at a point in time that I wanted to commit suicide in my life. At a young boy in the ministry without any leader. Nonsense. I spent all my years preaching and nobody. I was adopted by one pastor. Nonsense. And everything was there. I wanted to kill myself. Why? Because I was abandoned. And that is now I've re I realized many things over the years. That it is not over until you give up. Brother, sister, what is your challenge? What is your cause? Paul said that I've run the race. I have fought the good fight. It is laid up for me for the crown of life. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Be blessed for this time you spent with me. Amen.
Listen to this audio tape from Prophet Emmanuel Frimpong. You can share this message to your loved ones. Contact him on plus 861 May the Lord richly bless you for listening to this sermon. 